What is up, loud crowd? We are here to preview the new Lattice episodes and Los Casagrandes episodes coming in next week. And I am joined by a special friend on the line. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. This is RW Me and Ryan here once again. You probably know who I am by now. It's been a long time since we've done the podcast and it's been a long time since i've been on and it's very it's great to be back yeah it's been a while so um the light off haven't had episodes from what i want to say is um the, the beginning of september do you remember what the last episode was oh goodness i don't even remember i'm gonna have to check that but uh yeah you're all talking about what you wanted to say and I'm gonna look that up yeah so um so uh, we've been uh, gone for a while but um it's uh it's a pretty uh a live moment in the lighthouse um and uh, the lighthouse universe with Los Casa Grande starting uh, this Monday with uh, two new episodes and um and then Los Casa Grande is coming back uh, with episodes on Saturday so it's uh it's finding its own uh, time slot which is a uh, pretty good and uh, in terms of the lighthouse, uh, we are witnessing uh, the return of our um, favorite family. It's been um, off and on schedule um, this season. Um, uh, season four, um, it's had um, a decent amount of hiatuses within it, but um, it's good to see that new episodes are starting again uh, this Monday as well, or like just uh, two new episodes this Monday, or actually just one. But um, yeah, so uh, Ryan, uh, what, what was the last episode? was on September 2nd it was a grave mistake in leader of the wreck wow that's I don't oh, that was neighbor day that's right that was a holiday and we're gonna having another holiday coming up for the big premiere so. do you remember what the episode was about uh yes the first one was about uh Lucy joining the becoming the president of the Mortician's Club oh, and yeah. messing up uh, Ricky the Rooster's funeral and Lincoln trying to help her out. And the other one was about uh, Lenny becoming the temporary manager at the department store and trying to be a good boss while at the same time being a good friend. Hmm. Okay. So, let's get into it. Kings of the Con, the new last half-hour special... The ninth full-length episode of the series, and number 173 overall, number 13 of season 4, a half-hour special, let's go into the plot. Eager to be named Kings of the Con at the Asiatic Convention, Lincoln and Clyde convince the sisters to go with them as the full deck, but the girls get more attention, leading the boys to do whatever it takes to gain focus. So, uh, seeing the return of, um, the, what I want to believe the full deck was that, um, superhero, um, crew from uh, the episode uh, The Pulp Friction. Is that correct, Ryan? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, so that's a pretty interesting thing that they're bringing back. It's uh, something I kind of always wanted to uh, like make it to a full episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure they touched on it more in the comics, so 
that's another thing they had in their back pocket that they can finally make like a full-length episode about it. And with all the sisters in it, I expect it to be an amazing episode. And it's uh, going off the heels of, uh, you know, Lincoln and Clyde uh, deciding to continue to be um, Ace and Jack. So uh, this episode had a lot of promise. Uh, Ryan, uh, what do you want to say about it? Yes, uh, one thing I want to point out is that some of the staff who worked on this episode were talking a bit about it on social media. Uh, One very interesting thing that I have to point out is this is the last episode that is written by the writing duo of Whitney Weta and Sammy Crowley, who have given us a lot of great episodes. Uh, There are still a few episodes that they wrote independently, but this is their last episode as a writing team. Uh, Whitney is now the head writer on the Casa Grandes, and Sammy moved over to a new show that's in the works at Disney called The Curse of Molly McGee, and I wish them both luck with their new jobs, and it'll be very interesting to see, to use a comic book term parlance, their final issue together. It will be very interesting to see how it turns out. But yeah, from the premise and from what little we've seen, this sounds like a very interesting episode, because as you said, um, we're seeing the superhero versions of the characters again, and the interesting thing is this is the first time we're seen them in real life in the past we've only seen them in lincoln's imagination so it's pretty cool that they're actually going to dress up as the superhero alter egos that lincoln came up with for them and you know support lincoln because the the lad siblings always support each other no matter what and it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of antics ensue because we don't really know much about the plot of this episode which makes it something i'm looking forward to to see how it all plays out yeah and um another thing that's uh, pretty uh cool about this episode is that it's another full-length episode um has there, there has been one more in this season, correct? Uh, I believe uh, Friended, the first Casa Grande's uh, themed episode, was the other uh, full-length episode in this season. Yeah, so this is that's not an interesting uh, wrinkle about the episode. I mean, it's a kind of an idea, I guess. You could see them doing 11 minutes, but um, the fact that it's going to be taking over uh, two different parts just definitely gives them um, a lot of opportunity and chances to work in a lot of sisters and a lot of different... Um, other side characters with the Ace and Jack universe, like uh, Lincoln's Principal and maybe even Scoots. So that's definitely something interesting to look forward to. Yes. Scoots is by far one of my favorite uh, supporting characters in the entire Loud House universe. The entire staff seems to love Flip, and I definitely love him too, because he's the only character who can be a jerk and get away with it. But then again, in a way, Scoots is kind of the same way, which is probably why I don't which is probably why I like her so much. But, yeah, the half-hour episodes are always fun because, as you said, they're always ensemble episodes, and they always do a wonderful job of letting every single character get a gag or a moment to themselves. Yeah, and, um, uh, Ryan, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to clear this up for me, but um, the last part of the plot online um, from the Lighthouse Wiki says, but the girls get more attention, leading the boys to do whatever it takes to gain focus. I'm not sure if you know what that means. I think what it means is that the 
I think what, from what you said, it sounds like that the girls are going to get more attention at the convention than Lincoln and Clyde are, which is probably going to make them jealous, and they're probably going to do something ridiculous to try to, you know, gain the attention of the convention goers, because they're like, hey, I'm the real Ace Savvy, well, or at least I'm the Ace Savvy cosplayer here, the, uh, Lincoln you know, can kind of being egotistical when push comes to shove, but as he always does, he's probably going to have to have his sisters help clean up the mess he causes and learn the error of his ways, Will. But it will be very interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, it's going to be very inter interesting to see. Uh, the episode's coming out on Monday, October 14th. Um, and um, yeah, it's, uh, I'll get, we'll hit you up with the times after we're done with our next uh, preview so, Ryan, the Lighthouse Universe is expanding with the Casa Grandes. And this Monday, we will be getting their series premiere, the Casa Grandes. We've seen a lot of the Casa Grandes so far uh, within the Lighthouse Universe. Like you said, with the half-hour special, few episodes between them um, throughout the series. So another half-hour special with um, the Thanksgiving episode. So we, we are very familiar with this family to a very large extent. And this Monday, um, they're getting their own premiere. So Ryan, it's pretty exciting times for the Casa Grandes. Yes, I wanted to point out all the promotion that's being done for the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed and I'm very pleased to see all the promotion that's being done for the Casa Grandes. Uh, for a cartoon that isn't Spongebob, I haven't seen any Nickelodeon show get this amount amount of promotion. Uh, the Loud House had a very successful rollout, but I not even that show had the amount of promotion the Casa Grandes is getting uh, uh, for its premiere. There was there have been panels all over the place. There was a great panel at the Paley Center in Los Angeles. You can rent the video of it online. I watched that and it was amazing. Uh, they put up advertisements at a soccer stadium in Houston. Yeah, a, I thought I won. What? Go I, ahead. I saw that one. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, at a Latino festival in New York City, they actually recreated the Casa Grande's Mercado. All of this promotion is really cool. And there was one promotion that just came out today that was advertised. Uh, if you... Uh, Send a text message to uh, 91757 with the word Abuela, A-B-U-E-L-A. -E uh, you'll get a, uh, a comical uh, word of wisdom from uh, Grandma Rosa twice a week. Uh, the example they gave in the advertisement was, never give, a, never give a pet a human's name. By the way, don't tell our parrot Sergio his real name is Cupcake. That's... That's just amazing. Just, I mean, the promotion has been uh, pretty That just sounds uh, incredible. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a kickoff. Um, this Monday, episode 1A of the Casa Grande is called Going On Overboard. Um, the episode has been released online, but, um, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, here's the plot. Ronnie Ann finds out her tier uh, Carlos was a famous um, skateboarder, and she begs him to teach 
him, uh, so, or teach her some of his moves. And um, this is a pretty interesting way to set up the series. Um, already starting off by going off on uh, a character that hasn't really gone down much attention in like um, the Casa Grande like um, universe within the few episodes we've seen so far. So I mean, it's also pretty interesting that um, a guy that um, has um, that just seems like a book narrative actually like um, being the kind of guy that's a skateboarder. So um, what do you think about this plot? Yes, I was going to point out the fact that this episode has been posted on YouTube, and I want to commend the staff because they're very proud of it as well. In just one week, it's already received three and a half million views, which is fantastic news. So that's part of the promotion that they're getting the word out there that this show, you know, exists and that people should watch it. And um, I'm definitely proud of them for that. As for this episode, I have seen it of course because it was posted on youtube but i'll try not to give away too much but it's definitely very interesting what you said that they're taking these characters and at at the paley center panel uh carlos ellis rocky who voices carlos uh said a fantastic thing and it's not only the strength of the loud house but it's definitely the strength of casa grande as well the fact that you can mix and match these characters as he said like he said as if they were pokemon cards and whatever combination you put together it you know creates interesting chemistry like how would these two characters work together and this episode is definitely about carlos and ronnie ann and how their relationship gets closer due to the fact that she learns that he used to be a skateboarder and well, as the title itself says, she kind of goes overboard when it comes to learning, uh, what, getting him to teach her his secrets, and uh, as things naturally do in the universe of both of these shows, chaos ensues, but uh, uh, Carlos's wife, Tia Frida, is also a very important part of the episode because there is an art project that she's doing that Carlos is supposed to be a part of and how his skateboarding in his free time ends up messing that up and how they resolve it is a very important part of the plot and i wanted to point out i think it's very interesting the ending that they came up with for the episode which is really good and kind of combines those two plots together uh, miguel puga said in an interview that that was not the original ending in the script he actually came up with that concept himself so i think it's cool that the entire team, not only the writers, but the storyboard artist and the director in Miguel's case, are contributing ideas to the show and basically making it better, which is which is kind of the theme of the show, you know, working as a team, working as a family makes things better. And the way this episode plays out, which we'll discuss in the future once it's actually aired, I think is fantastic. So it's definitely a very good start to the series. Yeah, very well said. It's just amazing to see Miguel have such a, a big influence and input in the series overall. And um, of course, uh, it should be noted that um, uh, that he's going to be the one that's actually going to be directing this episode, which is uh, pretty uh, awesome. Um, so some of the names, because uh, because this is a series premiere, it's pretty uh, important that I say some of the names so we can get familiar with some of these writers and um, storyboard artists. So uh, forgive me if I mispronounce it, but the episode will be um, written by Alejandro Bien Wilner and storyboarded by Rebecca um, Shar. I'm saying that correctly. So um, pretty uh, amazing to see them both get their own uh, debuts in this episode. 
Are you familiar? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. What did you say? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I wasn't saying anything. I was just agreeing with you. Are you familiar with either of these two? Um, no. I think they're relative newcomers. I was I was looking them up, and I think the writer had previously written uh, some uh, online gag videos for uh, DreamWorks Animation and shows and I think the storyboard artist is somewhat new to the uh, show as well yeah uh, like she doesn't have many credits to her name uh, oh she used to work on Big City Greens as a storyboard artist which is also a fun show as well so it's pretty cool to see someone from that show uh, coming over yeah so, I mean, that could be another great thing about this show, you know, seeing a lot of um, up-and-coming people, maybe this is their first job, I think that's always a cool thing, you know, having a show like the Casa Grandes be your first job, and, um, yeah, we saw a lot of uh, people um, within the Lighthouse, um, writer staff, uh, and storyboard artists move on to um, other jobs, so um, it's pretty interesting to uh, watch um, how they write the episodes and how, like, uh, we can see um, the way they develop their plots and for the storyboard artists, how they board their episodes. So that's pretty uh, uh, awesome thing to track. So yeah, the next episode is coming, and it's called Walk Don't Run, and the plot goes like this. Ronnie and Sid start a dog walking business, save up for a new skateboard and a plan that gets quickly out of hand. So this is a pretty um a pretty amazing plot to actually be one of your earlier episodes. It's pretty simple. You have um the two like um two more uh, prominent characters of uh, doing something uh, pretty simple that um it's it's just a pretty uh a nice basic episode to really uh introduce people uh, to these characters overall and a character like Sid who's um relatively new in the Costa Grande universe. This is another episode to introduce us to her and uh, what she's about. And another thing that's pretty great is that uh, we're probably going to see a lot of people who live around the apartment, you know, and a lot of the dogs. We know there's a lot of dogs that um live in this apartment complex like Mr. Nakamura. So this should be a pretty fun episode. So what are your thoughts? I agree. Again, it's a simple plot, but it can go in so many directions, you said. And I also think it's kind of funny the fact that, you know, Sid and her little sister Adelaide are so comfortable with animals, but the fact that her mom, you know, works at a zoo, but I guess they're only mainly, you know, comfortable with exotic animals. Like, uh, they've probably never even seen a dog before or worked with one, so I can imagine why Sid would have trouble with something as simple you know, to most people as a dog. But then again, as a dog owner myself, I can admit that just like young children, dogs are anything but simple, which is probably what Ronnie Ann is going to find out as well. Because, you know, even when you're prepared, young children and animals, they can get the best of you. They can get out of hand very quickly. Yeah, it definitely can. And um, another thing that... Um about the show that's been getting a lot of uh, great attention that the the Latinx uh Latinx representation I think that's pretty awesome you know it's a great um it's great that uh, this shows um cultural influences and representation is helping it um helping it get it a uh, platform in a lot of like uh, the mainstream um public's eyes so I think that's pretty awesome overall I think so too it's very interesting that they've been doing a lot of lot of promotion in 
you know, Hispanic circles and such like that. But they're also pointing out the fact that even though this is a show based around a Hispanic family, it is also accessible to everyone. Uh, Sonia Manzano, who is uh, Puerto Rican, uh, uh, Nueva Rican, she's a Puerto Rican who grew up in New York, not Mexican. She said at the Paley Center panel that she did not really know what Dia de los Muertos was until uh, she saw the episode that's going to be revolved around that and she said they handled it in such a way that was tasteful and humorous that you know it's going to explain it to people who like her aren't really interested interest or you know knowledgeable about these cultures and these traditions and i think it's also interesting to point out the fact that they are much like the loud house they are also showing off different cultures and such because uh sid and adelaide the changs are half asian and such and miguel puga had a great line he um in an article i was just reading uh this afternoon he says that you know he loves the fact that they're opening up to all of these you know, different ethnicities and diversities but to get Every single ethnicity in this country, the show would have to last for 30 seasons, which is probably something he would like because he always makes jokes about that. But I (laughs) hope the show does get to continue for some length and continue to play with these characters and introduce these cultures to people who may not be so familiar with them and also people who are, you know, pleased that they're finally getting such a platform to have their stories told and be introduced, uh, introduce this culture and this heritage to people who may not be as familiar with it. Yeah, very well said. Um, Ryan, have you heard the theme song for Los Casagrandes? It's a great theme song. Yeah, I really like um, the vibrance of it. It just comes out um, with great energy. It's a, uh, it's actually it's an interesting contrast to the last episode. It was more like um, more like old school, like um, just like uh, not rock, but like um, it just it seemed like a kind of a theme song from uh, like a, a older show. And then um, Los Casagrande is just a pretty vibrant way. They really show off like the city and like the different color schemes. I just really like it overall. Me too. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty exciting, you know, that the um, Costa Grande the Lighthouse, they're going to try this um, Saturday slot thing, or this uh, slot thing where the shows premiere with each other back-to-back. I'm really intrigued to see how it works. Um, how do you see this working in the future? Well, it's a very good time slot. Um, I know most people think that, you know, Saturday morning is kind of a strange time slot, but it is actually the time slot in which uh, Nickelodeon's most popular show, uh, Spongebob, is. And I guess Spongebob's going on a little hiatus, so uh, they're going to uh, fill in the spot for now. And it's very interesting because uh, the show that's followed Spongebob was uh, a new show called Lego City Adventures, and apparently having Spongebob in it as its lead and has been doing wonders for its rating. So since The Loud House is also an established show, as well as the along with Spongebob, the highest, one of the two highest rated non-preschool shows on the channel. I imagine that having The Loud House as a lead-in and also all the publicity is getting is going to do very well for uh, the Casa Grandes, plus the fact that they're going to uh, air the episodes multiple times a day rather than just once also uh, will probably help as well. 
Yeah, that should be a great thing. And um, one more thing. Um, I forgot to tell you guys. Uh, Costa Grande is premiering um October fourteenth at one thirty, and then moving to regular time slot on Saturday at eleven thirty a.m. beginning October nineteenth. So yeah, check it out this Monday. So Ryan, um, you're gonna have a video coming out um next week about um a graphic novel. So why don't you talk about that? Okay, well, I promised this a while back, but uh, again, I'm kind of busy, kind of lazy, kind of both, so it took a while for me to uh, get it out there because I actually teased it the last time I was on the podcast, but I am going to do a review of the latest graphic novel, uh, which is called The Struggle is Real, and I'm going to go much more in-depth in, uh, in my review, but I definitely think that this is uh, one of the more most fun graphic novels that has been uh, that has come out so far for The Loud House, because the t previous two graphic novels we had were all, they were separate stories about each of The Loud siblings, but they were all one large interconnected story when read as a whole. And now we're back to very quick uh, comic strip style gag stories with a few longer stories thrown in here and there. And I, I think it's really fun because it sort of allows the writers to kind of do you know, sort of quick gag stories that wouldn't really work as an 11-minute episode. They're, they're very quick ideas, kind of like comic strip ideas, but they work in that format. Like, Lana thinks she's found a dinosaur bone, and she tells Charles about all the fame and fortune they're both going to have. <laughs> or Clyde forgets what channel Lincoln's walkie-talkie is tuned to, and he accidentally talks to a delivery guy named Lincoln instead and has a very weird day. They're just very simple stories, but they work in the format. Yeah. From what I've heard, uh, that was a really good uh, graphic novel. Uh, can't wait for people to see your review. And, um, yeah, Ryan, um, anything you want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, not at all, but I just wanted to say it's... Uh, it's great to be back, and hopefully we'll have a lot more stuff to cover as we're getting a, a bit more uh, Casa Grandes and Loud House as October progresses. We're going to get a couple Halloween episodes for both shows, and we're also going to get the Dia de los Muertos episode of the Casa Grandes that I mentioned. So as the month progresses, we'll have a lot more to say about those subjects. We definitely will. Thank you for coming on, Ryan, and thank you guys for listening. Remember to stay loud, and we'll see you guys next time.